hello and welcome back. You're listening to another incredible episode of Inside Soccer with your host, Bill Peterson. Inside Soccer brings you the soccer fan, expert analysis and opinion on the critical issues facing the game today. Bill will also bring you guests that have incredible stories and historical perspectives on the game. With soccer experience spanning 20 years, the Rolodex is open to bring you the voices and opinions you want. Sit back and wherever you are in the world, enjoy today's episode. I want to welcome all of our Inside Soccer listeners, now referred to as the Insiders from around the globe. Uh, You are here listening to episode 11. And there's never been a better time to get inside soccer. So much going on across the globe that affects our little world of soccer, but that's what we're focused on. Inside Soccer takes you inside the game like no other podcast. Today we continue that tradition of bringing you the best in the sport. We've turned our attention to our own USA Domestic League, NWSL. That's right, our Domestic League, NWSL, may be considered the premier league of women's soccer in the world, featuring the best players in the world, and uh, in my opinion, Maybe it compares more with the Champions League, actually, than any association football uh, when you start to look at the quality of talent and the domination of uh, the players that play in this league. It's it's more like a Champions League than it is uh, anything else, and we'll get a chance to talk about that. So many great stories to get inside of here with NWSL, maybe the biggest one being that they're actually playing a competition, the first and only ball sport playing meaningful games, and we have much, much more to cover. Today, we're honored to have our first team owner on Inside Soccer. He is Ed Nalbandian, and he is owner and vice chair of Sky Blue, part of their ownership group. He's actually in Utah with the competition today, and he's here to take you inside Sky Blue and a little bit of NWSL. So, Ed, we're honored to have you here and uh, have you share with our listeners. Welcome. Hey, it's great to be here, Bill. I really appreciate being on. And uh, yeah, it sounds like you've got a, a great podcast going, so I'm, I'm really honored to be a part of it. Well, we're having a lot of fun with it. And as uh, we've spoken about, you know, our goal here is to take our listeners uh, inside of soccer and inside the inner workings of, of the game. And uh, you're in a perfect position to, to help them uh, understand what's happening with the one and only ball competition, I'll call it, going on right now. Uh, not to disrespect our race car friends, and um, and also uh, what's happening with the league and what's happening with the team and 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 uh, why you're part of the ownership group. So, look, as always, we'll try to keep this to thirty minutes uh, if possible. We have a lot of questions. Uh, our listeners have a lot of questions, and and we're going to go ahead and get started. But uh, maybe and maybe just open it up with how are things going in Utah not only for your team, but also the league. I mean, the press coverage has been tremendous. Uh, You're playing live games. You're getting a lot of attention. And uh, it seems so far, knock on wood, I don't want to jinx anything either, but it seems like uh, you guys have really done an amazing job of capturing the spotlight. So, So how's the team doing first? Let's start there. Yeah, we're 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 two games in, uh, and uh, we we've lost one and uh, and and tied one. Uh, the team is is doing well. It's it's great being out here in Utah, and as you said, we're basically the first pro sports league back, which is a great opportunity for us as a league. Uh, there's also risk that comes with that. You know, it wasn't our goal to be first, but it's it's a great opportunity for us, and and so far it's it's gone well. You know, our 
our top priority is absolutely safety. Uh, you know, the league, Lisa Baird, our commissioner, has done a great job working with the medical team and our players association to ensure we could do everything we can to, to make sure it's safe out here. And, I, you know, we're really doing a, a good job of, of being vigilant, and we've got to see that through over the next uh, several weeks. But, yeah, it's great being out here in Utah. It's an amazing setting, uh, and we, we've really enjoyed it. It's a great opportunity to showcase the league, the team, and the players. Uh, you know, I think the league has done a great job, you know, at least at the helm of, of gaining some major new sponsors, you know, that, that have been added to the to the foray here, Procter & Gamble, Verizon, uh, Google as well, uh, joining our, our existing large sponsors like Nike and Budweiser. So uh, that was all part of putting this tournament together. It was all a part of uh, being able to ensure to our players that uh, they can get back on the field. And, and we, we did give them the commitment that we would continue to, you know, pay them in full and all the insurance through the rest of the year. And so that that's that's great. And, you know, this is also kicking off our new TV agreement with uh with cbs and and twitch and the opening game uh of the tournament on cbs got uh got great ratings you know twice the ratings of our championship game so it's been great the utah team out here has done a great job deloy hansen the owner and uh yeah so it's gone it's gone swimmingly so far well congratulations i mean uh you know in this country if you're a soccer fan, you're you're a fan of the the women's national team for sure, and I think now we're starting to see uh, real growth right in front of us, of uh, of a professional league. I mean, I I got to tell you, it, as of right now, as of today, if I had to vote on what's the most successful sports story in the United States this year, uh, and maybe elsewhere as well, it's it's the fact that you guys are. Uh, out there playing games and uh, they mean something and uh, the players are uh, are exhibiting uh, you know their normal level of, of, of talent and excitement and it's uh, it's a lot of fun to watch and the, and the concept has worked well so I'm glad to hear about the partners coming on board as well I think that's important uh, obviously to to continue to fund this and grow this uh, league and this sport and um you know, they've got to be happy with what they're seeing right now because you guys own the space. But let's back up for a second. You have a very, very unique mix of soccer experience and and also business success. And, and walk us a little bit through your background and ultimately what brought you into NWSL ownership and how does that mix of experience help you with your role with a team? Oh, yeah, sure. Great. Yeah, I, I became uh, part owner of Sky Blue in January. Uh, Tammy Murphy is the lead owner. Uh, she's the chair of the club. Uh, Steve Tamaris is also on the board. Tammy, of course, is the first lady of New Jersey. Uh, her husband, Phil's the governor, and Steve is a, a longtime executive CEO. He's CEO of Bed Bath & Beyond. He's on the board of the Mets. So it's a, it's a really good uh, ownership group, and I'm more or less the day-by-day uh, managing owner, if you will. And my background is uh, you know, 35 plus years in business, specifically uh, IT, information technology services. I was CEO of, of several companies. And, uh, you know, this is my first real foray into a business that's not IT. Uh, so I come into this with a lot of uh, business background, um, but it's my first uh, professional sports experience. Uh, but as you mentioned, I, I am a, I'm a big soccer guy. I've, I've been a big uh, player my whole life. I played as a kid in high school and college. I played a couple years of semi-pro in the New York area after school, and I got my professional soccer coaching license, and for three years I coached 
13 to 15 year olds. And, you know, as I, as I became a dad, you know, soccer sort of uh, uh, came back as a big part of my life with my, with my kids, uh, Kelly and Eric, I coached their teams until they got up to high school and we became huge soccer fans of the women's and men's national team. We became huge Arsenal fans as, as well as sky blue and red bulls. You know, I, our idea of a perfect vacation is to uh, try to go to a few Premier League games over in England. And uh, you know, my my wife Tracy's uh, perfect vacation is more of a tennis tournament. But we're we're a pretty big soccer family. Um, she's uh, she's coming on board. I I'm a graduate of UNC, um, and you know that's an interesting piece of my background because I was there as women's soccer at a college level sort of took off. You know, in the 80s and 90s, uh, the Tar Heels won almost seemingly every national championship each year and uh, i got there in 1980 the year before we won our our first national championship so it was great to see the program built uh, i was a big fan of the the 99ers who you know won that famous world cup at the rose bowl with a few tar heels like christine lee and mia ham on the team and and so as my daughter maybe 10 11 years ago became a fan of, of this generation of the women's national team uh you know when alex morgan got on the scene and whatnot we just uh, you know, we as a family really got into the U.S. Women's National Team. Anytime they were anywhere in the Northeast, we'd go and, and, and see those games. And, you know, professionally for me, uh, after a long time career, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in a little bit of a, you know, my next phase of my career kind of mode. Um, and so I started to look into a few years ago being a part owner of a, of a pro soccer team. Um, I met a few men's clubs sort of at the second and third level uh of soccer I got, I got introduced to sky blue and and the owners here and once that happened i, I really got into the idea of, of being a part of women's soccer and, and as i got calls for other opportunities on um, some other men's soccer teams i just kept coming back to to sky blue I, I really talked to the ownership team here for quite a while you know almost 18 months and uh, finally tammy called me one day and said let's go and uh, the timing was good for me so so here I am. So, yeah, I think what I bring is just a combination of running, growing successful businesses, managing P&Ls, along with, you know, a, a, a true love of, of the sport, a lot of experience with the sport. So I'm, I'm hoping that'll help me as I uh, move ahead here with, with Sky Blue. I think it definitely will. I mean, as, as a person who's been involved in professional sports for, for 30 years, maybe a little bit more, uh, professional soccer for 20 years, and I don't know that there's a difference in what I'm about to say between one organization or, or the other, or one sport or the other. But, you know, it's rare. I mean, look, I, I have a ton of respect for anyone that wants to get involved in professional sports and take that risk with their own money that they've, they've uh, worked very hard to earn. Uh, there's no guarantees in, in any league, and we're seeing some of that right now. Uh, that uh, everything's going to work out, and in some leagues it, it has worked out for decades, but there's no guarantee that tomorrow will be the same. Soccer's been different because it's fairly new still from a professional level uh, in this country, and there have been a lot of amazing owners come in and invest a lot of money into the game, but I think very few of them, and, and I'm sure there's some, uh, probably more than I know of, but there doesn't seem to be a lot of them that have the background that you bring as, you know, semi-pro player, uh, player, uh, father of player, coach, um, you know, fan, uh, traveling fan. I mean, those are, those are experiences that I, 
that I think will benefit you is you look at your own team and you're in conversations of, you know, how do we get better? How do we bring more value to our fan base? You're one of those fans and uh, you're going to have a, a, a real understanding of what, you know, is, is valuable and what means a lot to you. So I think I just, I, I, I don't come across that very often. I think it's really neat and uh, I think it's going to serve you very well as you go forward. So, so let me stick on the business side of this for a second. I mean, you're used to coming in and evaluating businesses. And when you looked at, at Sky Blue, and in a sense, you have to look at the league as well. Uh, and you have to look at the sport as well. But when you looked at it, you know, what were the opportunities? I mean, you're looking for something uh, normally that you go, you know, if we could tweak this or fix that or bring more resources to this or that, we could grow this business and uh, and get a return that we're happy with. When you looked at women's professional soccer in Sky Blue, what, what sort of opportunities did you see uh, from a distance when you were doing your, your due diligence? Yeah, I, you know, I just really have uh, uh, fallen in love with, with women's soccer. The U.S. women's national team, you know, absolutely was was a part of that. But it, it also is, you know, you sort of mentioned it previously, but, you know, soccer in the U.S., uh, you know, I've watched it pretty closely for a while now. I mean, I was a big NAS fan, you know, in the 70s when the sport sort of boomed and, and busted, you know, just sort of expanded too fast and fizzled out. And, you know, by and large, I think the MLS has, has done a good job. Um, and, and I think uh, the NWSL now, you know, we've really got, I think, a good sustainable presence in the U.S. Uh, sports scene. And we haven't, uh, I, I, don't, I don't think we've uh, sort of gotten out ahead of our headlights. So the, uh, the opportunity I, I've seen is as, as really, really strong. I like the NWSL. Uh, I think it's a very interesting mix of teams that are independently owned. We're, we're one of those. Uh, there are teams that are owned by MLS uh, owners, owned by USL. We have one uh, international team, uh, Olympic Leonese, owned uh, the Rain uh, out in uh, the Seattle Tacoma area. I, I like that mix. Um, you know, there's there's a number of cities that are looking to have a NWSL franchise in the future as well. We're, we're adding Louisville next year, which is which is really cool. Um, but I I just think that that this league, uh, the time, the opportunity is is to connect with soccer fans in in all parts of the country. Um, you know, get fans to come to games, watch on TV, uh, get corporations on board. Uh, you, you know, I, in a short time as commissioner, you know, Lisa Barrett has done a, a great job. I mentioned some of the things that have that have happened, and and really, you know, it's each team that needs to connect with its fans and and corporate sponsors, and and many do a great job. All of us want to do a lot more. Certainly, we at, at Sky Blue want to do a lot more. But, you know, this is. You know, business is business, and you've got to have a great product, and then you've got to market and sell the heck out of it to your customers. And the one thing I knew going in uh, is we have a great product. Uh, the the NWSL players, they're incredible athletes. My appreciation for them being out here in Utah, you know, watching the games and practices just gone through the roof. And I believe wholeheartedly uh, in the product. I, I really do. And so just like any business, um, if you've got a great product, uh, you know, you've, you, we, we need to up our game in selling and marketing to, to fans and, and sponsors alike. And uh, as I said, I think the league has a, a great role model in, in Lisa Baird to help lead the way. And, uh, you know, so I, I, I think the future's bright and, and that's why I'm here. 
And I think you nailed it. I think the quality of the game is something that, you know, is hard to uh, manage uh, overnight. You can, you can, you can sell sponsorship, you can sell tickets, you can do a, a TV deals, you can do a lot of stuff in a fairly short period of time if you have a game that's interesting. And I think there's a hardcore following. I know there's a hardcore following uh, for the women's national team. I suspect that this summer NWSL is, is borrowing from that pool of, of women's fans right now. And I'm sure they're developing more of their own fans, which is important to them, I'm sure. Um, you know, the one thing I, I, I hope people get a chance to see, and I, and I don't think this is just me, uh, you know, again, having been in sport in a lot of different uh, capacities, including player, you know, I love strategy, I love teamwork, I love all those things. But nothing gets me going more than the one-on-one matchup, whether it doesn't matter what the sport is. And, and it doesn't matter if it's my daughter's team or it's the women's national team. When I see somebody looking someone else in the eye and they're one-on-one and one of them has the ball, one of them doesn't, and somebody's going to win this matchup, somebody isn't, you know, those are the things that get me excited. People, my point here is, I don't know that the average person understands just how darn tough these ladies are and how good they really are. I mean, they're athletic. Uh, they're very good within the sport and what they do, what they can do with the ball. But, man, they're tough. They will, uh, they will take it to you, and then they're going to come out winners. And I love being around them in practice or close by uh, the field in a game and, and listen to them talking and listen to them. Uh, you know, doing the things they do is is uh, it, it's really electrifying. They're they're really really good. It can't be overstated. Yeah, they they, they really are. And I, I was watching our team practice yesterday, and uh, one of our players we just acquired her from the North Carolina Courage, McCall Zerboni, was just doing a drill where the ball was coming into her at sort of the corner of the penalty box, and she'd turn and and shoot it in the upper right hand corner. She, she must have done it, you know five times in a row without blinking an eye and it's just just a lot of little things you see at practice and at the games uh these are very very talented athletes yeah for sure so um let's move to the elephant in the room i guess you know and 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 talk a little bit about how the pandemic has affected uh not only plans for this year uh, but also in your mind, you know, the strategy going forward, both short-term and long-term, uh, what are the effects you see of this that, that, that you guys are contemplating right now? Well, it's a big deal for us what happened. Uh, you know, uh, 2020 was really shaping up as a huge year for our club. You know, we, we felt we had turned the corner in 2019 after a pretty difficult 2018 for us on and off the field. And, and Tammy put, uh, Elise LeHue uh, in charge of the club first as interim and then as a full-time general manager in, in 2019. And, uh, you know, we really did a, a terrific job last year of uh, improving our communication and relationship with our fans. The, the, our play on the field improved. And we had a couple of games at Red Bull Arena uh, towards the end of last season in August and September, which were very successful. Uh, we had over 9,000 at one game, over 8,000 at another. Uh, we, we had an interim coach put in towards the end of last year, Freya Coombe. Um, she became full-time, you know, permanently after the season. But, you know, the biggest news for us, I guess, probably was as, as last year 
wound down, we did announce a move to move to Red Bull Arena full time, which was a massive step for the club. You know, uh, when we subsequently announced we'd be practicing at the Red Bull Academy as well. I, I know you had Mark on earlier and, and he and his team have been great to work with. But that's a that's a big deal for our club. We previously played at, at Rutgers and, and Tammy at least drove that move, which was which was really great uh, for the club. So this is a big year for us and we were really gearing up for things in March. The players had just come back and were practicing when COVID hit. And, and of course that changed everything. Um, and at the beginning there was a, a lot of uncertainty on what would happen. Um, and it soon became apparent it was going to be pretty tough to play uh, with fans. So we, we had to change very quickly, um, which we did. Uh, you know, Elise, uh, you know, without hesitation, really charted a new uh, course for the club. Our staff, you know, we got uh, got them he- heavily involved in uh, Zoom calls, working on, on new ideas. And, and we really did a lot of things to creatively interact with our fans. We've got an incredible fan club. It's called Cloud Nine. They're they're like a part of the team, a part of Sky Blue. And you know, we had trivia nights, uh, bring your pet Zoom calls, bingo, Q and A with the players. Um, a lot of weekend time put in by the staff. We, we organized a Shark Tank competition for the staff to come up with new ideas to improve the club going forward. And I was a judge on that along with a few of the players in the league. So it really changed things. Like, you know quite a bit um and you know before COVID hit we uh we had set a record for season tickets um for the year uh so it was certainly disappointing for the for the season to be canceled and you know we allowed fans to either refund or or apply their payment towards 2021 or or we put in place a, a digital season ticket for 2020 where uh people that did that could have a zoom calls uh you know before and after our games for example out here in utah behind the scenes access to the team and we ended up having less than 10 percent of our season ticket holders uh, refund which which was really good i think a real tribute to the staff and the team and elise on on how they handled things over the previous several months and you know with the players as well freya uh freya kumar coach um and her staff did a great job a lot of video sessions with the players tracked fitness you know over zoom it's just it's just a whole a whole new reality for the team um and then of course last month we started practicing again at red bull academy getting ready for the for the challenge cup so it, it 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 changed things quite a bit um this was a huge year for the club moving into red bull arena so that has sort of shifted to 2020 and uh, I'm out here uh, in Utah and Lisa and I are, are spending time and, and really thinking hard about next year. So we have time to prepare and we're very excited about next year. So let, let me make sure I heard you correctly here. You you offered your fans a refund and only 10% took the refund? Yeah, yeah, less than 10%. So and the other another option was to just have their have their money go towards 2021. And like I said, and the other option was this sort sure. of digital. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm really proud of that. And it really it's a tribute to our front office team again, you know, led by Elise, anyone that uh, is a fan of Sky Blue that's listening to this knows about Elise, Lisa Hughes, who's our GM, and she's done a done a phenomenal job. And yeah, that, I think that bodes well for us going forward. Yeah, I was going to ask you what you were looking for when you were putting your front office together and, and the type of uh, people, but I think from that last answer, you can surmise from that, you know, one, you're you're obviously getting talent and experience, but a lot of passion, and it's going to take passion like people have never seen before, I think, to keep fans engaged, keep them feeling good about their relationship with the clubs, uh, have them out talking uh, and saying positive things about the club, uh, 
during what's going to be an incredibly long offseason. Uh, you know, it, it's going to take a staff that realizes, hey, our roles have changed and we got to put as much uh, energy into, you know, building relationships with fans and potential fans as we do coaching or or, or taking care of players' health or uh, whatever it may be our, our normal jobs are, right? Uh, absolutely. You know, you're, you're 100% right. And, you know, Tammy uh, put, put Elise uh, in as general manager last year, as I mentioned. And, uh, you know, that, that, that's that been a huge part of, of Sky Blue turning around. And, you know, now we're moving to Red Bull Stadium. So there's a lot of, a lot of things that are, that, are, that are looking up, but we still have a lot of work to do. And did COVID have an effect on the size of the staff you guys have now? We're at the same size. Uh, you know, we didn't didn't uh, lay off anyone or, or anything. So, uh, you know, we're we're all they're all still in place and, and working, you know, very very hard. Um, uh, it is it is kind of a seven day a week job. Um, even even during the COVID uh, time when you know before the tournament was taking place. Uh, you know, these, these video calls and whatnot I talked about with fans, you know, oftentimes were on the weekends because a lot of our fans obviously work during the week. There's weeknights and weekends, so very dedicated group of people. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're all in place still. That's fantastic. I mean, uh, you know, congratulations to you all uh, for keeping everybody on. I, I think that also sends an incredible message and uh, provides a lot of comfort to those uh, who, are, who are there working for you. But that's going to be something that they tout and, and ultimately the organization touts for years to come is, is that loyalty that, you know, the ownership group has shown towards the, the front office and towards the technical staff. I mean, that's, that's, uh, you can't replace that. That's, that's, that's great. So congratulations uh, for, for doing that as well. It's, um, it's uh, it's a tough time. It's a different time for sure. But uh, in your mind, and and maybe what we have to do is put COVID on a shelf for this next question. But what do you let, let's do that? Let's put COVID on a shelf and and let me ask this question: What do you think that Sky Blue does or will be doing better than most uh, going forward? Well, you know, we're we're a little unique. Uh, I think it's it's kind of cool that our our lead owner is a woman, the only uh, lead owner in our league that's a woman. Uh, our general manager is a woman, Elise LeHue. Uh, she's one of only two in the league. Uh, our coach, Freya Coombe, she's a woman as well. So, and she's the only one in the league. Uh, so, we've got our lead owner, our general manager, and our coach are all women, and uh, it you know, and we've got a, a terrific you know, ownership group led by, led by Tammy. So we're a little unique in that. I think that's a competitive advantage. Um, you know, hopefully I won't drag down the team. Um, but I think that's kind of, kind of cool and kind of unique. And I, I mentioned before, you know, the great job that, that Elise has done. She's, she's done an, an incredible job. I, I, I have to work my butt off to just keep up with her. And, you know, I really appreciate all her patience and, and helping me get up to speed. Freya, uh, our head coach, really excited about her. You know, she's extremely thorough and knowledgeable the team is 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 very well organized you know excellent team spirit and and she just lives uh a little ways away from me here in, in connecticut she coached at everton america where my son played though i, I didn't come across her when that happened uh, but i i have been really excited uh you know working with her and i'm really optimistic about the staff she's put together and and, and going forward i you know i think what makes us a little bit unique and and maybe what we do you know, better than most 
is kind of that fan engagement that I talked about. Um, you know, anyone listening to this that that knows about Sky Blue knows that you know we uh, we didn't have the best fan engagement, and we did have some issues a few years ago. Um, and I think we've done uh, an excellent job, a very creative job, um, and. I think that found, you know, that forms a really good foundation for us. So we've got a great, you know, woman-led leadership team. I think we've got a good fan engagement model. I know we've got a phenomenal team of players on and off the field, you know. So I think that that gives us a great foundation to take it to the next level. And, and now it's, you know, now it's about executing. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's fantastic, and there's just so many cool stories associated with this club. You just get a feeling that uh, they're definitely going to be, uh, you know, rising uh, from where they are to even higher levels. And do you feel that way? I mean, it's look, it's a competitive sport, it's a competitive league. Do you feel that way um, league wide? I mean, that that teams are really focused on. Uh, improving all aspects and and developing fan relationships and player development. I mean, you you get a sense this is a real uh, uh, race uh, amongst you all as well. Yeah, you know we're we're, we're teammates uh, and we're competitors. You know, all all the owners uh, for sure. Um, but I I feel like we're kind of you know, on the same team. You know, because we really want this sport. And, and, and league to be successful. Uh, it's interesting because we the team uh, we have one sort of dominant team, the North Carolina Courage. We've won it the last couple of years, and who have started out you know very strongly here in Utah. Um, and so they're sort of the they're at the head of the pack right now. We're all kind of chasing them, working very very hard to do that. Um, but you know I've I've watched every game since I've been out here. I, I've been really impressed with the level of play on each team. It's getting very more and more competitive i think there's a lot more team identity um and you know it's hard the u.s women's national team you know has has so much of an identity and 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 we want to have you know strong identity for each team and i i see it happening you know each team has its own leaders its own personality um and it's exciting to hear about you know successes that each team are having within their local markets whether it's sponsorship or fans or whatnot so uh, I, I think there's a lot of good momentum that's coming out of this tournament, and now it's, it's up to us, you know, to uh, to take advantage of that going forward. Yeah, well, it seems like uh, uh, this will be a semi-pun. Sky's the limit there for you. So yeah, uh, that's exciting stuff, and, uh, you know, we appreciate you, you, you answering the questions we have uh, so far. Is there anything we did not ask you that we should have or something you want to spend a little bit of time on? Well, I, you know, I just, I guess just the future, you know, going forward, I, I think that, uh, I think there's a tremendous opportunity here for fans to connect with this league. And, you know, it really comes down to one thing, like I said before, you know, the players, they're, they're incredible athletes on the pitch. Uh, they represent the game amazingly off the pitch. And I, I just feel we have an opportunity to, uh, you know, leverage what the women's national team has done and, and have that same kind of compelling uh, sports team and sports personalities down at an individual team level. You know, I look at Sky Blue, 
Um, I look at our team and our players and, you know, we've got a lot of great players. I think fans can, can gravitate to, I mean, not only the obvious ones like Carly Lloyd, you know, two time FIFA player of the year and, and Mal Pugh's had, you know, incredible success at a young age on the women's national team. But, you know, we've got a, a goalie from Canada on the Canadian team, Kaylin Sheridan, who's played amazing out here. Uh, got some amazing defenders that have played great out here. Gina Lewandowski, Estelle Johnson, Midge Purse, Amani Dorsey are names that I think people are going to uh, learn more and more about. They were at the uh, at the uh, national team camp in December. They're wing players who play both defense and offense. Our captain, Sarah Weldmope, former Sarah Killian, um, she's a great midfielder. I mentioned McCall Zerboni, who's a first-year player for us. It's just, just a long list, I think, of not only just great athletes, very terrific people. Uh, Paige Monahan, Ifeana Manu, I could go on and on. So I, I think this team is poised to to really capture the hearts and minds of the New Jersey, you know, New York area. Uh, you know, just a little anecdote. We we have the pretty cool New Jerseys, if I say so myself, that we announced on June 25th. We set a, a one-day merchandise sales record uh, uh, two times what we had ever sold. Our our social media engagement, you know, in this in this tournament has gone through the roof. So I'm I'm really excited about the team. I'm excited about the players. Um, and, you know, our job as a team, um, is to connect these great players to the fans, you know, so myself, at least the whole front office, the ownership team. I mean, I know I, I feel a tremendous amount of responsibility and accountability to, you know, basically fulfill our, our goal or mission of connecting the New Jersey, New York area fans to these players. And, and, you know, I'm, I, when I allow myself to dream, I, I, I picture a, a sold out Red Bull arena, um, and with this team, uh, you know, doing great things on the field. So, uh, I, I think there's a lot here. I really appreciate the time, Bill. I, I hope your listeners get a chance to uh, watch us at the tournament and, uh, keep your eye on, on this league and, and sky blue as a team. I, I think there's a lot of big things ahead. You've got me excited, and I'll go back to something I said in the beginning. I, I, I really think this league is more like a Champions League. I mean, you're sitting there ripping off names, and, you're, and, and, and I'm thinking about you know just the players I know, and I wouldn't say I'm a hardcore fan on the women's side. Uh, I should probably know more than I do, but I've, I've been to three World Cups. I've watched them uh, when they trained in L.A. when I was out there, and, and I know how good they can be, but... I think now this league really represents, you know, the best in the world and the best competition. And you've got players uh, oozing uh, uh, from all corners here that are just great, great players. And that's going to be fun to watch. Um, so I, I, I do encourage people to follow Sky Blue and to follow the league and uh, and also get your jerseys. And, and, Ed, I don't look so good in a jersey, but I'm going to buy my daughter one. She was very excited. I was talking to you and talking uh, to the women's side um, today. So uh, we, uh, we want to thank you again. Uh, we really appreciate you taking the time out during this very busy time. You're in the middle of a tournament. So to be able to, to get 30, 40 minutes of your time has been fantastic. I think you have delivered to our Inside Soccer listeners uh, a, a true inside look as to the thinking from an ownership perspective of uh, what you're trying to accomplish uh, from a club, what you're trying to accomplish from the league standpoint, uh, how important some of these uh, items are, whether it's you know it's it's relationships with fans or playing in a different stadium, uh, all things that are part of building a very very successful club. And I, for one, leave here feeling uh, like you guys are on a pathway to do that. So 
again, uh, thank you very, very much for spending time with us, Ed. Absolutely. I really appreciate it, Bill. It was a blast talking to you. And uh, yeah, I, uh, I would get your jersey pretty quick. They're, they're selling fast. <laughs> and they're very I will. cool. I will. I, uh, I'm starting to collect stuff. So <laughs> okay. uh, look, Inside Soccer fans, that's 11 episodes, but we're not done yet. We'll be back Thursday, and we're going to talk with the NWSL commissioner, Lisa Baird, who's been on the job uh, for a few months now. And as Ed mentioned earlier, has accomplished already uh, quite a bit. Uh, I've known Lisa for a long time. Uh, in other lives and uh, she's more than capable and it seems from what I'm seeing and reading and listening she's very very uh, focused and, uh, and, and and really excited to be in this role and I think that's going to also uh, help everybody that's involved so uh, that'll be Thursday uh, look for this episode to be released later this evening uh, Lisa Baird NWSL Commissioner on Thursday and uh Everyone take care until the next time. Thank you very much.